Welcome to the Berto Calkins podcast. This is episode three. I've been getting such great feedback from you. So I just want to say that I appreciate you for the reviews, the DMs, comments, and all of that good stuff. So thank you. Today, so far, I've done yoga just to get myself in a right mind and body place. <laughs> I feel great. I feel pretty good. So today I decided that I was going to give you a little bit more of my own story and really dig deep into my experience as a parent and as a child to divorced parents. So we're just going to jump into it and I hope that you have some great takeaways. As many of you know, my daughter was born when I was 19 years old, so I was pretty, pretty young. But previous to that, I never thought that I would be a parent. And it was like a fear of commitment thing. I was afraid of being responsible for another person. But then also, I always feared like losing somebody. So even when it comes back to like relationships and whatnot... I did not want to get into a relationship because I feared like one day losing my partner, just thinking of the worst case scenarios and not really thinking of like enjoying the journey with my partner. But it was the same thing when it came to like having a child. And I would say that this thought of not having a kid I think I started having that when I was probably like 15, something like that. I don't know. But I was definitely in my teenage years and it was just really the fear of being responsible for somebody. And then also the thought of potentially like losing that person in some way or form. And I'm not sure if that is connected to my parents' divorce. It might be. But I'll just give you a little bit of a backstory there. So I'm the youngest of five kids. I have my sister who's the oldest and then I have three other brothers and then myself. And we used to live in Harlem, but when my mom and father divorced, we moved to the Lower East Side. But by then, my sister was older already, so I think she had moved out by that point. But... The rest of us moved to the Lower East Side. And by then, I was either four or five years old when they divorced. And it's not like I really had that much recollection of, like, being with my father. I have, like, a few memories there, but most of the memories were made after they divorced. And we just had our visitation on the weekends. And I have a few great memories with my father, but then also I have like a few not so great memories. And I'll just take you through a few of them that actually stand out. So let's start with the good memories. I would say that one of my favorite memories with my father is him picking me and my brother up with his car to bring us back to his place for the weekends. I don't know. There was just some like Something about being in a car in the back seat and like having my father driving and then just having the wind 
blow through the windows which were like open and then music playing it just felt good like it felt very much freeing in a way and whenever i've driven my daughter that same route i think about that memory and i'm like i wonder if she's gonna like appreciate this memory in the future of her just like being in a back seat just chilling while i'm driving on the highway you know i don't know it's just like one of those memories that stand out for me and then like another memory is my father just like singing like imitating Wyclef John like him doing something like that which was pretty funny and he it kept us entertained like when we were there like he's pretty silly like myself but there's also some not so great memories there too so I remember one time when I'm not sure if it was me and my brother I might have blocked out certain things but I remember one time that my mom was taking me to school and I remember seeing my father and my mom arguing and I couldn't understand why they were arguing. I wasn't really like hearing the words or whatever. And I don't know if I was looking away or what, but the next thing you know, when I looked at my mom again, she had a bloody nose. So... I assumed that he hit her. I'm not sure if that happened in the past. Like before that, I don't I, I never really talked to my mom about it. But in that moment, I just felt like helpless in a way. And whenever my mom would take me to school, I would just cry anyway just because <laughs> I didn't want her to like leave me, but I'm sure I was crying that day as well. So I don't know what happened before that for my mom's nose to be bleeding, but I just assumed that he hit her or something like that. I don't know. I can't really give that much details. I either saw it and blocked it out or I just wasn't really looking, but I just know that I felt like there was something like wrong here that happened and I was really concerned for my mom as well. And another memory that pops up that wasn't necessarily the greatest is something that maybe I just kind of exaggerated as a kid. But I remember that we were in like a grocery store and I don't know why, but I've always been obsessed with like motorcycles. And there was one little toy that I wanted and it was like a motorcycle in like a little packaging maybe like a hot wheels type but like a knockoff version and i was like i never really asked for much but this time around i was asking my father if he can get me that that toy and he didn't get it for me and as a parent now like i understand like with certain things either you don't have the money or you bought it bunch of stuff for your kids or whatever but that particular toy I really really wanted and he didn't get it and it looked like it was cheap I don't know but he, he didn't get it for me and that definitely ties into my parenting <laughs> today because well my daughter like if she wants something from the store like if it's reasonable I'll get it for her. I'll just really look to see how much she wants 
the thing and then I'll possibly get it. But I also try to teach her about money so she knows like this thing is not infinite and like she has to make money in the future and she'll understand that you can't just like be buying anything you want without concern like you know but at the same time it still sticks with me so I don't want my daughter to ever have that feeling of like oh he said no to me this time or whatever and I really wanted that toy or whatever so I don't spoil my daughter but like I make sure that she gets to enjoy the little things and I just try to make sure that we have those great memories together. So that's just one of those things that kind of like stick with me. But going back to when my daughter's mom told me that she was pregnant, I was pretty fearful, but I just wanted to be there because there was times previous to that that we had like negative interactions and I didn't really act the way that I wish to act. And I think because I didn't have a good relationship role model type person in my life, like especially with the guys, like most of the men that I knew would either be like cheating or just not having girlfriends or anything like that. I didn't really know how to act and I was young and I'm not going to like take the blame for everything, but I definitely did not act the way that I wanted to act in like certain moments when we were like younger, when I was teenage years. But even after the teenage years, I realized that there are certain things that I still was doing just like certain habits when it came to like dealing with relationships and stuff like that. But I'll probably jump into that in another episode. But when my daughter was born, I did want to be there. I started working at Starbucks, I think like maybe three days after she was born. So I was on it and I was in college at the same time. So I was just trying to make it work. But me and my daughter's mom, we're not very compatible. We had different ideas of what we wanted to do with our lives and whatnot like we were just on different pages and also like we were both doing things outside of the relationship I was talking to other girls she was talking to other guys whatever like and it wasn't like a cheating thing because we were not really together but there came a time where I thought about everything and I was just like no I don't want to be like my parents like I want to if I'm going to have a kid I want to make this work make sure that my daughter grows up with both of her parents in her life so that's when I put a little bit more effort into trying but then by that time I think my daughter's mom was like done with me which it makes sense I think we are kind of done with each other and it would have been forced just for the sake of my daughter but I feel like if we were to end up together like during that time things would have probably been worse for my daughter we would have probably been worse examples maybe arguing all the time which we definitely did not want to do for my daughter's sake or for our own sake it's just not healthy and I don't cry on a regular basis like whenever I cry it's very rare but I remember one time that I was trying to 
make it work with my daughter's mom and she wasn't for it so then I started crying and then I was just like like really for the sake of not being that same statistic of parents not being together you know and raising a child and stuff like that I think it was like the bigger picture it wasn't like necessarily just for my daughter which it was but like part of it was just like knowing how many other people have gone through this and then me not wanting to repeat the same cycle of my own parents dealing but it didn't work out which I'm not mad at like everything happens the way that it's gonna happen and you just gotta look at the bright side of things and now my daughter like she has the influence of me living my life and being happy and then her mom as well so like we don't have to be together in order to be good parents we could be great co-parents and I hope that my daughter is getting good influence from both sides but after we decided that we are not going to be together after my daughter is born it didn't go smoothly like Things were pretty bad, especially because I moved to California and I moved to California because I wanted to do something bigger and I had hopes of actually getting my daughter and my daughter's mom to move to California too, to get out of New York City just because of the stresses there. But people had different thoughts of me moving to California, even though I had like great intentions, but people can only see from their perspective and whether you tell them something or not, they're going to operate from that perspective. So you can't really force it. But anyway, we've gone through all of the court stuff regarding visitation, child support, like everything that you could go through, <laughs> we've gone through it. And I'm just glad that we're not in the same place that we were before because it was pretty bad. There were times where when I was living in California, like I used to send money back all the time and I was barely making money. I was afraid to even buy food for myself because I felt like it was like taking from my daughter and her mom. I was afraid to buy new clothes for myself. I was just afraid to spend money on myself. Like my money went to necessities and we were barely even paying rent when I was in California uh, with my ex. So it was pretty tough. And I remember one time that I quit from Zara. I think this was the second time I quit because I started in New York and then quit to move to California and then got rehired there. And I was getting promotions and stuff like that, but... I knew that I didn't want to stay at Zara, so I was just like, you know, I need to put effort into doing this entrepreneurial type thing, and I was reading a lot, and I was gathering the strength to actually quit and, like, do something big, and I think it was, like, two, almost the two weeks that I put in, I think, may, no, maybe it was, like, one week after I put in my two weeks notice, and I remember learning that my daughter's mom was taking me to court for child support even though I let her know that I was gonna pay like child support once my daughter got back because she like had visited me in California but she decided to go the court route 
And I remember it just made me feel so sick that I had to go through the court system like my father had gone through the court system, even though I wanted to support financially because now I was able to like see my daughter and stuff like that. And we were like in a better place. But it honestly just felt like I was going through the same thing that my father went through. And it did not feel great at all. Like all of this stuff was just triggering me, bringing me back bad memories. And I started questioning myself, like, how is it that I'm the person that I am? I'm growing in so many ways, but then I'm still having to go through the same thing, the same cycle. And I know quite a few people that have gone through this court system, guys and girls, and some of them, they did not want to put their partner through the same thing because they've seen it happen before. And then other people got influenced by other people to put their partner through the court system. So it's a regular thing that I've seen with friends and like associates and stuff like that. And I always try to give them some advice and just let them know that like it might be a really long time before you could become comfortable with that parent again you're the person that you're co-parenting with but if you got to go through it you just got to go through it and just try to get through it and find some way to agree and this goes for child support and visitation when i moved back to new york from california years ago it was not good because i was being limited in the time of me seeing my daughter and it felt like it was worse than when I was living in California so it did cause some conflict there but then also like we are very different people so like even when it came to like the vegan lifestyle stuff that stuff was kind of confusing for the other party as well just because like it wasn't really normalized yet so this stuff did get brought up in court which I understand, like, it's not, this is not me, like, trying to bad, bad mouth anybody or anything like that. It's just, like, your concern as a parent. And because there was a lack of communication there, we had to, like, settle everything in a court rather than being able to, like, talk about it outside. But as I mentioned, we're in a good place today. Like, no issues there. But going back to, like, my own story of being a... Uh, child to a divorced parent I think what I lost most there is confidence like my mom is very soft-spoken and my father like he's a little bit more outspoken I would say but because my father wasn't present in my life that much then I had to like build the confidence from different areas or from different aspects of my own life whether that was like working out or just like listening to different people that could be kind of like father figures when it comes to like being a good role model. And I find myself, even to this day, like I'm always like watching like interviews with different people, like where I come from as a source of inspiration. And I don't look at them as my father, but it's like they're good role models. And I feel like they kind of like fill that void of where my father would have been. So whether it's like entrepreneurs or like rappers or whatever, just people that 
come from a similar background as me that came from like the bottom and kind of made it. I look at those guys as sources of inspiration for me to like get things going and just like looking at their lifestyle as well just for motivation and just to keep doing the things that I'm doing. And I've had a discussion with one of my brothers before who has a son and we were talking about how because we didn't have confidence from our father because he wasn't very present in our lives that we had to like build it and also give it to our children like with my daughter in particular I try not to limit her when it comes to like being more outspoken and just like being herself because if you don't have confidence then you're going to be fearful about doing things that might help you and you need to just be out there you you don't have to be an extrovert but you have to be able to speak up for yourself confidently i'm not sure how to describe my parenting style but i would say that it is kind of lenient in a way but also disciplinary but not like how it was before i used to be a little bit more <laughs> disciplinary whereas i think me and my daughter's mom we kind of like switch roles when it comes to that now i'm a little bit more understanding and really just trying to provide information and i look at my daughter as her own person which she is so like she's going to get older and she has to make decisions for herself and i don't look at my daughter as just like mine I look at her as you are your own person and I'm here for you. I'm here to support you in whatever you do. I'm going to give you the information that I think you will need to be prepared for life and it is up to you to do what you're going to do with it. And although I did not envision my life going in this direction when I was a teenager, I'm still grateful to have my daughter. She is such a great person talented person uh yeah one of the most talented people that i know very creative and she honestly has saved me in a few ways because like there's been some points in my life where like i could have made some decisions and if i made those decisions i would probably not be here right now so just the thought of my daughter kind of like held me down like now nah, you can't you can't be acting like that or like doing certain things because then your daughter's not going to have somebody there for her or she might but it might not be you so anyway thank you for listening to this episode of the Berto Calkins podcast i know that it was a little bit all over the place but i wanted to just give you a little bit more information when it comes to my childhood growing up with divorced parents and then how that has translated to my parenting. I would appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and rate and review. I'm curious to know your feedback so far. And until next time, I'll catch you on the next episode of the Berto Calkins podcast.